I also recognize that an older version of myself may look back and still think I messed up, even though right now I'm going to do the best I can because that's all we have. We know what we know now. So we just need to do the best that we can every day. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rianne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Ray Ann, and thank you so much for stopping by today. Today, I want to talk about something that has been on my mind a lot in the last couple of weeks. But first, I have to tell you that I got very sick. It started out just as a little tickle in my throat. I kind of lost my voice a little bit, and I had this kind of just annoying little cough. That was it. No fever, no stuffy nose, no headaches, just like a little cold-like or allergy-like symptoms. But that lasted for three weeks, and I just kept going. I kept ignoring it. Maybe it was allergies. Maybe it was a little cold from being around middle schoolers at volleyball practice and games. Eh, Not a big deal, right? Until it was a big deal. I went from a little annoying cold-like situation to full-on bronchitis, a very low oxygen level, and lots of pain in my chest. I crashed hard. And the crazy thing is that for weeks, I was waking up in the middle of the night with really bad anxiety. I was having anxiety because I knew deep down that I wasn't treating my body the way I needed to. I knew that I needed a break. I knew that I was harming myself. Then, you know, I would wake up, I'd fall back asleep and then wake up in the morning, put on my big girl pants and just push forward. I had a lot to do and I was the one that needed to do it. And the reason I'm telling you this is because while I've been, you know, laying around the last week and a half or so trying to breathe, I realized that I've started to fall back into some of my old patterns. You know, for a few years, I was doing really well listening to my body, doing what I needed to do to prioritize my health and my Hashimoto's, but I've slowly fallen back into some of my old patterns. And one of those is people-pleasing and not wanting to let anyone down. And I've talked before about inner child healing and the core wounds. Well, when I started to explore my personal inner child a couple of years ago, I discovered that I have a very, very bad, or a better word would be a strong abandonment issue. And when I look back over my life, I can see the pattern very clearly. I am so afraid of people like leaving me, going away, that I spend a lot of my time trying to keep everyone happy and liking me. I will go out of my way to make sure everyone else is taken care of before myself. And for a really long time, I thought this was like a very good thing. It was a really good trait. I mean, isn't it good to care for others and help others? Yes, until it's harming yourself. Now, I'm sure many of you here listening 
are the exact same way. And probably that's one of the reasons you are here. Maybe it's one of the reasons you are, you know, attracted to my vibe or whatever. If you keep coming back every week, there's something that you're getting from me. And it might just be that we're on the same frequency. So I definitely want you to listen and pay attention to this today. Now, currently, well, actually, as of last night and, you know, the time of recording this, I just finished being the head coach of a middle school volleyball team, or at least our season is over. And I don't have an assistant and basically no help at all. Now, some of the parents are super cool. Like they help me with emails and texts and, you know, arranging rides and all that. And the athletic director has been super nice. He sets up the gym and arranges the games and he's been really fun to talk to and he's got my back. So that's cool. But overall, it's me. So when I started to get sick, even just a little bit, I didn't know what to do. I had no one to help me with the team. I mean, and just to give you a little glimpse into it, it's only like a nine-week season, right? I mean, I didn't have time to cancel. I mean, I couldn't not go to a game. They needed me, and I was not going to let them down by not showing up. Also, I train a group of people online. Um, we had just started another session of strength training, this strength training program. And P.S., if you don't know about this, that means you're not on my email list. So if you want to learn about little special programs that I don't promote um, to the public, then you got to get on my email list so that if you want to, you can work with me. Anyway, I knew that I shouldn't be pushing it, right? I shouldn't be working out too hard. I shouldn't be pushing it. But again, I didn't want to let any of these people down who are looking to me for their workout. I mean, they paid to get trained and I promised to be there. I was not going to let them down. Not to mention, I teach cycling, cycling classes at a gym. I didn't want to let the members down or bother other instructors to help cover my classes. So I just kept going. I just kept pushing. So even though I knew better, I let myself down by not wanting to let others down. And this is an unhelpful pattern that I've been guilty of for as long as I can remember. Now, this episode is not about me getting sick and about me being busy. It's about being aware of your unhelpful patterns and learning how to break them so that you can be your healthiest and happiest self. So what do I mean when I say unhelpful patterns? Unhelpful or unhealthy behavior patterns are habits and actions that can have detrimental effects on your physical, emotional, or psychological well-being as well as on other things like relationships and just your overall quality of life. These patterns may prevent personal growth, happiness, and overall fulfillment. Some common examples of unhelpful or unhealthy behavior patterns include, and I'm just going to give you a list here, um, and you just listen to this list and you can like notice if it's you or not, okay? So um, one is procrastination. This is continuously delaying tasks or responsibilities, which can lead to increased stress and decreased productivity. So procrastination. Perfectionism. Striving for unattainable levels of perfection, often resulting in stress, anxiety, and dissatisfaction. Because we all know perfect is not a thing, even if we keep trying. <laughs> okay. 
Another one is negative self-talk. That's pretty general, but it's engaging in a constant critical inner dialogue that undermines your self-esteem and self-worth. Another one would be addictive behaviors. Okay, that's a pattern. Overindulgence in substances like drugs, alcohol, or food, or engaging in compulsive behaviors like gambling or shopping. Okay, these can lead to physical and emotional and financial harm. Another one is passive aggressiveness, expressing negative feelings or anger indirectly, which can harm relationships and communication. Isolation, withdrawing from social interactions and avoiding meaningful connections with others, leading to feelings of loneliness and depression. People-pleasing, which I've already pointed out, prioritizing others' needs and desires over your own, often at the expense of your own well-being and your own boundaries. And I'm going to throw in there health, right? Not just your physical, I mean, not just your emotional well-being, but your physical well-being as well, okay? Unhealthy relationships can be a pattern. Repeating patterns of toxic or abusive relationships or staying in relationships that are detrimental to your emotional and mental health and, and actually physical health, right? If you're in an abusive, physically abusive relationship, that could also be harmful to your physical health. Self-sabotage undermining your own success, happiness, or well-being through self-destructive behaviors or choices. Okay. Wow. Some of these I'm like, oh yeah, I might be that. Um, Another one is denial and avoidance, avoiding facing difficult emotions, situations, or problems, which can hinder personal growth and prevent resolution of issues. Catastrophizing. This is a big one I see a lot with my clients. Always assuming the worst possible outcome, leading to excessive worry and anxiety. Okay. I got to tell you, though, I'm just going to throw this out there. That is one I'm really good at, like, not doing. (laughs) Okay. But I can point it out and see it super fast with people. Um, Overworking is another pattern, maintaining a constant state of busyness and overcommitment, neglecting self care and work life balance. Okay. Overworking that whole, like, I got to be busy, got to be busy to be important or got to be busy to prove myself. That is a major, major, um, pattern that I see with a lot of women. Defensiveness, reacting with hostility or denial when receiving constructive feedback, which can harm relationships and hinder your personal growth. Unresolved anger and resentment, holding on to grudges and unresolved anger, which can definitely negatively impact your mental and emotional health. And then finally, I mean, I'm sure there's more, but these are the ones I came up with. Lack of assertiveness, failing to express your needs, opinions, and boundaries in a healthy and effective manner, which also lead to unmet needs and dissatisfaction in life. And you know, most of these patterns can lead to other unhealthy actions, such as emotional eating, over-exercising or maybe under-exercising, dieting, um, eating disorders, and just other food-related issues and self-esteem issues. So learning how to break these patterns doesn't have to be complicated, but that doesn't mean it's easy, right? So there are four tips or things I'm going to tell you about today to consider when wanting to break your 
unhelpful or unhealthy behavior patterns. All right. So the first thing that I think is most important and that I thought would be a good tip (laughs) to to start this practice of breaking the habit is self-awareness and reflection. So start by becoming more aware of your thoughts, your emotions, and your behaviors. Journaling can be a really great, helpful tool to track your patterns and identify triggers for unhappiness. So one thing I've learned, I learned this a long time ago, was that anytime I felt any kind of negative emotion, maybe anger, maybe jealousy or frustration or or just whatever, anything, anything else, I learned to stop and ask myself why. Like, why was I feeling this way? So instead of ignoring it or just bulldozing ahead, I take 30 seconds to ask why. And you have to be totally honest with yourself when you ask yourself why, you know, you can't just like ignore it or make something up. Okay. And usually within less than a minute, I can identify why I feel the way I do. Okay. And then at that point you have a choice. You can continue to feel the way you do, or you can find a way to talk yourself down off the cliff. And what I mean by cliff in this situation is instead of doing like whatever action you normally do when you feel this, you know, whatever emotion, this negative emotion, um, well, let's say when you get angry, you drink alcohol. Okay. So instead of drinking a bottle of wine to ignore or avoid your emotion, you can instead face it and work out a better plan than just drinking to ignore the feeling. Okay. So the cliff would be the bottle of wine. You're like, oh, I feel angry or I feel upset or I feel sad or lonely. I'm just going to drink. Okay. Instead of actually taking time to figure out, you know, why are you angry? Why are you lonely? Why are you frustrated? Whatever. Why are you having that emotion? And there's nothing wrong with having emotion. There's nothing wrong with having emotion at all. The issue comes in when you ignore your emotions and do an unhelpful behavior. Okay. That's the pattern. Okay. Also, it's important to reflect on your past experiences and recognize these recurring patterns that have led to negative outcomes. So if you're drinking a bottle of wine several nights a week, for example, you know, it's probably time to explore what is really going on. Yes, sure. I know you enjoy the taste of wine. I do too. But is there really something else behind the behavior pattern? Probably. So being super self-aware and noticing that is absolutely the first step in breaking the pattern, okay? And this is true with any habit that's not serving you. You just gotta be aware of it and then reflect on it. If it really matters to you, you'll make the time and effort to change it. But in order to change or break a habit or poor pattern, you must first be aware that it's happening, Okay, so clearly, like my example today of getting sick because I was worried about letting the team down. I was worried about letting clients down. I was worried about, I don't know, just, I just get worried that I don't want to be like, I didn't want to be a wimp. You know, I didn't want to, oh, yeah, whatever. You have a little cough and a sore throat, you're going to take a day off. Like, I have this pattern too, not just people pleasing, but a pattern of, like not wanting to look weak, you know? So, but it took me, even though I knew I was waking up in the middle of the night, 
with anxiety because I knew, I knew I was ignoring it. So instead of ignoring it, face it and do what you need to do to um, help yourself, okay? The second tip is identify the underlying beliefs. Unhelpful patterns are often rooted in underlying beliefs and thought processes. Okay, examine the core beliefs that contribute to your patterns. Are there self-limiting beliefs or negative self-talk that create these patterns? Mm-hmm, probably. Did someone say something to you as a child that created this pattern? Like once you identify the beliefs, you can work on reframing these beliefs in a more positive and empowering way. A big thing here is, you know, how your parents acted. What patterns and beliefs did you pick up from your parents or maybe grandparents or whoever you lived with or whoever was around you growing up? You know, how you grow up and how you were treated when you were growing up all create behaviors and patterns, good and bad. And I think the good news here is that you have a choice. You don't have to continue the patterns you learned from your parents. You don't have to do what they did. You are your own person and can create your own path. And so, you know, through this time of me like thinking about this and wanting to talk about it, I've done a lot of reflection and I'm realizing, you know, I'm a lot like my mom, like even though I swore I wouldn't be. I mean, she's had a lot of great qualities that would be great to be like, but the things that drove me crazy about her, I didn't want to be like, but guess what? You know, they say you turn into your mother, right? Well, it's happening. So one example is that she hated to go to the doctor. She would complain about every single thing they said or did at each medical appointment. Well, I'm totally the same way, right? But just this week, I told myself that I needed to stop that behavior pattern. It doesn't serve me to continue that same feeling or behavior that my mom had. Also, my mom was a tough woman. I've said that. If you've listened to all these podcasts, you know that about my mom. And that whole thing I just told you a minute ago about how I don't want to look weak or I don't want to be wimpy or I don't want to like be dramatic. So I avoid doing some things like going to the doctor or taking a day off because I don't want to look weak. Well, that was totally a pattern and a behavior that I watched my mother do. I see my brothers being like that. I see, you know, we were taught like, get, you know, get up, get moving, suck it up, quit being a baby, you know, but actually that's not very helpful and it's not smart. So that is a behavior pattern that I need. I've, I've, I've identified it, right? I'm aware of it. I've identified where it's coming from. And now I need to just remind myself that, no, I don't want to, you know, unfortunately I don't want to be like my mom, like physically, as far as her health condition and and things that were wrong. So unless I want to be like her, I must change that pattern and take care of myself. Okay. So hopefully that gives you an idea of what I'm talking about when I say identify the underlying beliefs. All right. My third tip is to set clear goals and boundaries. Now, every time I give you tips, one of them, no matter what, almost every single podcast that you can go back to, one of my tips is always set clear goals, right? We have to establish specific achievable goals for the changes that we want to make. You know, whether it's related to personal habits, maybe relationships or work, setting clear objectives will give you a sense of purpose and direction. Without that, we're just all willy-nilly, right? We're just like bouncing around in the universe with no plan. Like, that's fine, right? 
until it's not fine, until you feel unfulfilled and worried about the end of life and not having accomplished anything, right? So it's super important to have a very specific achievable goal that you would like to accomplish, okay? Additionally, it's super important to establish boundaries to protect your emotional well-being and prevent falling back into old patterns, okay? Communicate these boundaries with others to ensure that they are respected. So not only do you have to follow your boundaries, but we need to make sure the people around us follow our boundaries, right? Have the conversation. Tell people that you just, you need time. Set your schedule around your boundaries. Set, you know, even your phone, you know, put it on do do not disturb when you need time to be quiet and you need time to relax. Like there are ways that we can set boundaries to protect ourselves. Okay. And you know, no one else is going to do it. You need to take care of yourself. Other people will probably keep taking and taking as long as you keep giving and giving. So we have to respect ourselves and respect our own boundaries. Okay. So for a really long time, I was focused on taking care of my Hashimoto's um, a lot. I mean, I was really focusing on taking care of it and enough so that I did create and stick to my boundaries with people. You know, I was saying no when I meant no. You know, I was taking on, I was not taking on too much stressful projects. I was not trying to please everyone else all the time because I had you know, after I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and discovered and learned all about it and realized that stress and people pleasing and being a perfectionist and being scared to look wimpy, that all actually contributes to the symptoms. And so I was very, very serious about reversing my symptoms. And so I took this very seriously. Well, you know, as soon as I started feeling better, it was no longer in the front of my mind that I needed to take care of my Hashimoto's because I did. So the old patterns of overstressing myself to please others started to kick back in. Okay. So try not to do that. Try to find your, you know, your goals and your boundaries and stick to it. Okay. And of course things are going to change, but mostly we're going to look to changing in a positive way, not changing back into our old patterns. Okay. And then my fourth tip is to, well, learn from your past and forgive yourself. It's crucial to recognize that we all have flaws and make mistakes. It just is right. We just will. We're humans. We have to be kind to ourselves and practice self-compassion. Instead of dwelling on our past failures, we need to view them as valuable lessons that can guide us towards more positive patterns in the future. Now, I mean, you know, when I think back over my past, I can look past like over my adult years and see so many areas that I really messed up in. I did, but I forgive that younger, less experienced version of myself and know that I can do better and I plan to do better. But I also recognize that an older version of myself may look back and still think I messed up, even though right now I'm going to do the best I can, because that's all we have is we just, you know, have ourselves now. We know what we know now, and all we can do is the best that we know every day. 
So we just need to do the best that we can every day. All right. And keep in mind that it's important to make gradual changes. Breaking patterns doesn't always happen overnight. I mean, if you've done something your whole life, you can't expect to just decide to change it and be done with it. Sure, you can expect to change it and practice every day working on changing it, but it's not going to be like a miracle overnight like transformation, right? It's a process that requires patience and persistence. It's also beneficial and sometimes to seek professional help when needed. You know, maybe a therapist or some counseling or Um, even just a coach to help you get guidance on how to learn more about your own traits, you know, where do they come from and how to create new and more helpful patterns. So I hope that you'll really take this to heart. And like after you finish listening today, I hope you just take some time to think about what patterns you have that are not helping you, like that in fact could be harming you. Okay, so here's just a few things like emotional eating at night. You know, I talk to people every single day that tell me that they would be happier if they could stop eating so much at night, okay? They know it's an issue. They just need help figuring out how to break that pattern, okay? Um, Sabotaging relationships. So many people with like past trauma or past old unhelpful patterns tend to have trouble with relationships and they kind of unknowingly sabotage themselves in relationships. This is very common too, okay? Um, Creating arguments with your spouse. You know, there's so many people that just start arguments really for no reason. Um, Starting and stopping a new diet every week or a month. That's also another habit or pattern that is not helpful because we know that starting and stopping a diet and doing something new every week is not giving your body enough time to actually try something. So that is an unhelpful and harmful pattern. So no matter what it is, once you identify it and explore it, you have the power to break it and create a new pattern that will serve you better. Okay, so thank you so much for being here today, you guys. Um, This is really important stuff, you know, and I just, in this podcast, I just touch on it. You know, and that's where coaching comes in because this podcast is an opportunity for me to share a lot of different information and ideas with you. But if you, if you ever hear something that you're like, wow, I really need to work on that or wow, I really need to learn more about that, you know, please reach out. We can see, you know, if a coaching relationship with me is a good idea or not. Um, but it never hurts to have a conversation and see, or, you know, I could maybe refer you to someone else that's a better fit for you if we are not a good fit. So please reach out, send me messages, let me know what you think, and I will plan to see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.